If you're running a software development agency, it shouldn't be too hard to grow. Welcome to Managed Coder Podcast. Tune in every week to find out how to grow your software development agency and help you to solve your day-to-day problems with 20-plus years' experience running an agency. Please welcome your host, Shahed Islam. Hey, Nick. Um, uh, uh, welcome back. Um, we spoke a few months back about um, one area where agency owner you know, gave us a lot of good feedback. And I thought one relevant topic we want to talk today. So introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, so so well, thanks for having me back on. Uh, my name is Nick Abraham. Uh, I am the founder of Leapbird, which is a B2B demand gen agency, right? We do cold emails for people. I'm also the founder of multiple SaaS companies in this B2B sales space, like uh, QuickLines, Inboxy, Scrubby, Emmy, and Closeify. Uh, and so, yeah, that's me. Okay. So I think that second uh, part of your introduction is definitely I want to talk today. And, you know, one of the challenges, I've been running an agency for 20 years almost. And one of the challenges we always had it, and I talked to many agency owners, they have the recurring revenue problem. There are, you know, when we start with an agency, oh, we do work, uh, you know, maybe eight months a year, we get some project, but then we have slow month. But once the, your, you have a team, you need to pay them bill all the time, you know, it's really hard to you. And also the growth is quite slow because you can expand as much as possible. So I think the product uh, for a lot of agency started doing it. And I have seen some successful companies who are doing product, but you are one whom um, I've been following. And so tell me a little bit about your product. Uh, how did you come up with the idea? What are the product a little bit more about them? Yeah, so, so so when you look at any agency, right, like most of the services we perform is really just, you know, leveraging a tech in a certain way, right? And so once I kind of understood that, um, you know, and I was looking at all the tech we were using to service our clients, I just kind of thought, like, you know, if I'm going to run this for the next 10 years, what sense does it make for me to pay the same company for 10 years when that 10-year cost is what it would cost to build that tech platform, right? Mm-hmm. And so why is that such a good thing well first of all when you ever sell a company like that will look very good in terms of multiples right uh, the other thing is is it gives you another revenue stream um, and, and you're pretty much paying yourself as well as saving margins and so to me it just made all the sense and so to me i was like okay when we're doing really good it just makes more sense for me to kind of just uh you know invest the money um rather than when we're slow and, and i can't make that investment so i'd rather make that investment now because I know it's going to pay off over the next five, 10 years. And so that's kind of how I thought about it. And so, you know, we were using tools to, to send emails. So I created my own. We we're using people to uh, uh, personalize my emails and created our own. Warm up emails, created our own. So many and so forth. And so that's kind of how I went about like building kind of uh, multiple revenue streams, creating our own SaaS companies, and then just kind of packaging it all together. I've been reading a book actually lately called The Long Game. So one of the challenge I see, Nick, that some of the founder for agency perspective, they are always thinking about tomorrow, right? So that's why they work on client project, right? What you are saying that you actually invested for long-term vision. So um, I've been researching and there are two company come to my mind when I think about that they have successfully done product. I think one is the MailChimp. Yeah. They have done similar way like yours. And I think recently somebody bought them for 350 million or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, MailChimp was an agency and then they realized that they were delivering email for them 
uh, you know, using some other tool, they said, okay, let's make a, a product and sell them. And they became a product company, right? So, but it's easier to be said than done, right? So how do you balance the budget, right? You know, like, especially you need to pay that your bill tomorrow. How do you uh, keep up with that? That's um, one of the challenges I have seen with uh, other agency owner has it. Yeah, so I mean, like, it, it, we're also pretty early stage. Uh, and I'm sorry for the slack noises, uh, okay. but it, it is pretty early stage. So it's been, I mean, it hasn't been too much of an issue for us right now, right? Because it's only been like two or three months in. Um, you just got to kind of make, I mean, I, I honestly kind of jumped in it kind of quickly. Thankfully, I met like a whole bunch of really great uh, uh, developers that kind of just completely own the project. But, you know, we did lose a lot of money in the beginning, uh, just trying to figure out how to build a product. Um, honestly, I don't have the best answer there, right? Mm -hmm. I, I kind of just looked at like, what is our consistent NRR we're going to bring in? What clients do we know are going to stay with us for like the next two years? Um, and then like what contracts, and then like, I even looked at some of our current contracts and I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, sell them an annual contract and collect all that money up front. So we did a whole bunch of couple of things right there to kind of do that. And then I also went into my savings as well, um, and partnered up with a whole bunch of people. Um, and, and so, yeah, it, it was just kind of all around the place, but I kind of just, took a took a leap of faith uh and i think it's gonna pay out really well so uh yeah that's kind of how i went about it not really oh. like meticulously you know looking at the books and kind of like that just kind of went after it so what is the difference between selling a service for selling service versus selling product yeah so selling product in my opinion is it, it's it's a lot more scalable right like it, it's it's much easier because there's no fulfillment because it's all tech-based right that's self-serve it's very very simple versus a service you've got to kind of have that customer support, that meticulous, you know, you know, approach to it. And, and just, you know, obviously you get paid higher for it, but uh, you know, it's not as scalable. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a completely different way of kind of going about it um, in terms of like selling. I mean, I think it's much easier to sell a SaaS than it is a service just because the barrier to enter is much easier um, and, and it's all tech-based. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of like the differences in it. I found it challenging though. We have a couple of SaaS product and uh, moving our team member from the mindset of selling services where kind of they make revenue right away, right? SaaS product, you have to think about how much customer will pay for five years, right? So initial investment of SaaS product is a lot higher, right? Mm -hmm. You will not make that kind of profit or anything, right? It will show that a drop of, you know, water in a bucket, right? So, you know, from my perspective, I, I thought that a lot of founder, and I've been talking to a lot of founder about it, that they always think about that the return of investment is a lot less. But I think with the SaaS platform, I think ideally agencies like us definitely need to make a goal like four years, we have to generate five or 10% revenue from SaaS. You may fail it though, right? With a lot of yeah. products. I'm sure you failed many times also with your product. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. And, and I, I don't ever really worry too much about like that actual MRR point, right? Um, because like you got to look at like what the multiple is, right? Like what are you building in enterprise value, right? And so when you kind of look at it like that, like every dollar you're making, you know, if you're, you're, I mean, I don't know what the LTV is or what that annual price point is, but you're bringing a lot in enterprise value rise, right? And so sometimes it just makes sense. And, and to me, I always know that with my company paying uh, our SaaS companies, like you know, we're saving money on the actual agency side. And we're making money for the actual like platform side. And so, I don't know, it's just like a, to me, it just makes sense. It's like a good flywheel model um, and, and it just works. So if you want to give advice to assess owner, I mean, the uh, agency owner, like what should they do? Like 
should they allocate some time on step one, two, three? Uh, how do they come out with the idea a little bit more? Uh, how do they start promoting it or selling it to the customer? Yeah, so so what I would do is, so this, these are some of the things I wish I did when I started. So first, I would look at probably like the most simple tool you're using at the moment, right? and see what the market is like in that space right like if you know sometimes you know i see a lot of founders they'll try to just recreate something that already works uh which is great but if there's no like unique selling position then it's much harder to market as well as to gain customers right and so for example for us we were using uh i think warm up inbox to, to warm up our our email domains for our clients and so there's a lot of issues with warm up inbox. And so I knew there's something very simple that could be created to solve that massive pain point. Right. And so that's how inboxy came a place. And so, you know, you kind of want to look at the simple tools that you're using currently, because you know that market so well, and then look to rebuild it uh, with a better unique selling position so that it's easier to market as well as, um, you know, delivers better results for your end customer, which is, I think, very, very huge. Um, and then in terms of like the financial side, uh, you know, speak to multiple, multiple developers as well as like uh, dev agencies and get quotes from everybody, right? And and you know, you got to be really good at interviewing and, and and choosing and selecting the right agency. And by doing so, you know, the rest is pretty easy. You, you pay that check, and then from there they take care of the entire technical side as well as the maintenance for in most cases. And then you know, your job right there from now on is to sell it, and and, and that's kind of how I look at it. Our audience are mostly a software development company themselves. So um, I have seen that when I spoke with them, that they actually try to get the product done inside their company. Like, oh, give it to some developer. Let's just do it as a part-time project. And most of the time it fails because the concentration is not there. So what you have done, it is, you know, you are paying someone to get the project done. That means there is a pain point. And that's what you expect the product to be successful, right? So they need to invest a like that maybe we need to hire some consultant to come in and so they will pay money to get the product done right? yeah that, that's what i would recommend unless i mean like unless you're very technical right and you know how to code yourself at that point like i mean if you could do it then do it right but you know i, I mean i don't i mean I'm, I'm i feel like i'm pretty technical in the sense but i'm not anywhere near technical enough to build like my own SaaS application that does the things that like inboxy and quicklines does so how do you market? I see that you are very active on Twitter, um, you know, and sales and marketing for agency owner is, is a pain point because how do you maintain all this social media presence? I see that you are doing an amazing job <laughs> the way you create content. I don't know. How do you keep up with it? Yeah. So, so Twitter, um, you know, I never really looked at it for like helping my business. I kind of just was creating it just to create content. Um, and, and, and I, I think that's something that everyone should do. I think you should just create content without the, the purpose of actually selling anything or, or even promoting your product or service, just look to help other business owners and help other people. Right. And that's kind of what I came into Twitter with. And then of course, like I, I you know, tons of, tons of relations came out of there. You know, a lot of business opportunities came out of there and that's just the byproduct of, you know, coming in first with the, the actual, like, you know, I, I knew there was a huge space, um, in, in on Twitter with people not talking about like, you know, how to really grow the agency, you know, a whole bunch of no code automations and the systems. I knew there's a huge space in there. And so I wanted to create the contact uh, or the content to kind of like feed that space. And so uh, that's kind of how I looked at it. That's how I kind of grew it. Um, what I would recommend though, in terms of like marketing, like SaaS products, you know, everyone thinks that you need to like kind of do a whole bunch of like, uh, like, you know, bring build all the social media and all that stuff honestly like we sell most of our SaaS products 
by finding people who would be like technically like high usage people, like high usage users. And we just hit them with cold emails and then we do demos and then we try to sell them on annual contracts. And so that's kind of been like how I've been marketing, I guess, in a sense, um, but really creating the most amount of sales for our company. Outside of that, we do have a couple of agencies or not really agencies, but freelancers we work with that do really well with uh, uh, Facebook ads. And then uh, we just hired an SEO agency that's been uh, absolutely crushing it for us uh, about two or three months in. And so that's kind of what we've been doing to market it. Um, but honestly, yeah, I think the just finding the, the the high the high users, right? The users who are going to use your product a lot, and finding them via cold email and hitting them with a good cold email has honestly been the best method for us. What are some resources you can suggest people to read, um, whether blogs or you know YouTube channel? Because I follow TK Kader for SAS. Um, mm -hmm. I love that guy. I just started listening to him recently. He's really good. Yeah, he is. I have um, known him personally, and he's amazing. You know. The, all his YouTube videos are right on the point. But anybody else you suggest uh, people should follow? Yeah, um, I really love the book Predictable Revenue. I feel like that gave me a, like a really good understanding of how to do the outbound sales and how to like tailor it towards uh, SaaS companies in a way. So I think that's like a really good book that I would read if I was uh, anybody. And then in terms of like SaaS founders, um, I'm trying to think of anybody off the top. Oh, Alex Becker. He used to create really good content on like the agency and SaaS space. He's really good. Um, yeah, TK, like you said, is, is also very, very good. And then, oh, this is a really good one. If you look up Nick Kozman um, from salesprocess.io, he has like, in my opinion, like some of the best content in the SaaS space specifically. And like, it, it's so in depth and it's so detailed and it's like insane the amount of stuff that he has. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, Nick, um, you do help a lot of people I see on Twitter and other places. What are the best ways people can contact you? Yeah, so so LinkedIn's going to be the best place. If you type in Nick, at, uh, or if you just type in Nick Abraham uh, and Leadbird, it'll probably come up. And then the second best place is going to be Twitter, Nick Abraham 12 on Twitter. Uh, those will be the two best places to find me. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And, you know, hopefully we'll talk soon. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Twitter at ManagedCoder or visit our website at ManagedCoder.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.